You're about to listen to a message from the LifePoint Church, a warm and friendly home for the young at heart. Jesus, you're the joy of the Lord. Heavenly Father, we thank you. We thank you, Jesus, for dying for us. We thank you for the life that we have in you. Lord, today we thank you for this gathering. We thank you for that which you are doing already. Holy Spirit of the living God, we thank you. We give you praise. We ask that you move in this place. Heal, transform, instruct. In Jesus' name we pray. Can we put our hands together and celebrate Jesus? Thank you. Please take your seats. Um, it is so... Thank you very much, guys. It is so good to be here. Um, I've been here. Um, it's so good to be back here. I haven't preached here for a couple of months. Um, I like what you've done with the place. It's like when you leave um, your girlfriend and she buys a, a G-Wagon the next day. <laughs> well, God is faithful. Thank you guys so much. Um, you know that I've been in church. I was in church last Sunday. Um, so I come in quite a bit. Um, and I miss you guys a lot. But I'm doing very well. Family's doing great. PO sends her greetings. She's online somewhere. Um, I want us to please thank uh, our pastor, Pastor Busola. Um, um, <laughs> uh, she's, she's, she's such a fascinating person and she carries God's grace and one of the things that I ask of the church is in the periods, I mean um, I, um, while she's resident pastor of LifePoint we don't know how long this is 5 years, 10 years, 20 years as God Christ tarries um, that you would honor her and that you would support her in the work that God has called her to do. Um, also in absentia to celebrate Pastor Godman and Pastor Volarinwa Kinlabi, who are just our very fascinating resident pastors. Okay, um, I, my name is Idris. Um, I'm very much part of the house here. And today it's an honor for me to share from God's word. I never take this opportunity lightly um, because for me it is not just about uh, an opportunity to say uh, um, a few smart things. It's not an opportunity to uh, make you think I'm a good preacher. No. Um, those are established already. Okay? <laughs> yeah, I have a couple of heat sermons. You can check some clouds or iTunes for all that. That's not my intention today. My intention is that as we go through God's word, that between you and God, a conversation will ensue. That is it. It's not... I. I so if you tell me later that I preached well, thank you. You're being polite, I know. You guys are life pointer like that. But that God will speak to your heart, that he will even speak to my heart. That is most important, all right? Um, so one of the first things I think I was asked to do was to ask men to make a small prayer today. And when um, Tony was sharing her God experience, let's put our hands together and celebrate her. I, I, was, I found it, it was just amazing. I was like, so I'd written there that, you know, as men, there is something that happens in our society that every single day I go through the papers, I see um, reports of young children who have been raped, of girls who have been raped, and I fear that there's nobody playing the keyboard for me. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I, I fear, Josh, please, thank you, just today, thank you. And I fear that uh, one of the things that allows evil to thrive is when we all pretend it's, it's the same, it's fine. Okay? 
And, and one prayer that I was going to ask the men in church today is to say that we will never, ever, ever condone rape in any form. Is that okay, men? I can't hear the men. Amen. That we will not participate in rape. Men, amen? In fact, if you're a man in this house, would you put your hand on your chest? <laughs> why, why are you laughing? so heavy. Relax. I say I will never condone rape. Say I will never participate in rape. Okay. Say I will honor women. I will honor women. I will honor sex. I will honor God's purpose over my life. I will never do anything that makes it seem like rape is okay. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, let's put our hands together for our men. Okay. I mean, you can, if you want to, you can put your hand on your chest and do an additional one. I will not buy shawarma for girls on Valentine's Day. Uh, but it's so important, and this is important. One of the things, the Holy Spirit will speak to someone here today. One of the things we must do in this season is to let God raise up righteous cries, righteous causes, and righteous actions within us. The end of the times we're living already. Evil must not become normal in our eyes must never become normal in our eyes. For someone else, he, he asked me, and I wrote this down, to speak to a Moses, and I don't know if that's your name or that's the circumstance in which you are in. First Thessalonians 5.14, I think, 5.24, 5.14, one of the first scriptures I ever memorized. It says, he who has called you is faithful, and he would also do it. And so to this person, you're male, female, I don't know, you have had God in this season but you have evidence of failure in the past you have your present circumstances and the future challenges make you doubt that which God has called you to do in fact you have no zeal concerning the plan of God concerning you God is reaching out to you today he is saying look I'm waiting for you like I waited for Moses by the fire Three things. One, in your life, in a couple of days, weeks, you will see that miracles will quickly happen. Signs they will be. Just to reinforce the fact that God's hand is over you. God's hand is over you. That he is calling you. The miracles that God shows Moses in Exodus chapter 3 were not for show. They were not so that Moses could rank or feel in a particular way. They were sure that Moses could understand that it was God who was calling him. So I don't know who this person is. You will see the hand of God in the coming days. He's reminding you that the affliction that you have gone through, exile that you're in, is for the development of character. Another thing that will happen, Aaron will come shortly. You will find help, helpers, concrete help in the coming days. And your relationship with God has only just begun. God, we will share a big amen. amen. A huge amen. amen. All right. If you don't know, I like to talk a lot. All right. So um, if you 
and I'm not sure how it works again. I'm people sitting very differently now. But today, um, our consideration is about time. What time is it? And because I was going to preach that sermon, I'm wearing two watches. Okay? One on my left hand and one on my right hand. If you um, are more sophisticated in the older days, you would ask someone, you know, what time have you got? Right? Or what time do you have? Uh, time is one of the most important resources in life. When you marry time and purpose or patterns or events together, you talk about seasons. God is the author of seasons and times. And how we understand or process seasons and times is critical. And that's what I want to talk about today. Mark 11 from verse 12 to 14, I'll read. Josh, I don't know what you're playing. <laughs> um, ancient of days, I'm not sure. I'm talking about time, so something that has like time. <laughs> in, in Mark 14, Mark 11, we join Jesus in this story. The Bible says, now the next day when they had come out of Beth- Bethany, Jesus was hungry. And seeing from afar a fig tree having leaves, he went to see if perhaps he would find something on it. When he came to it, he found nothing but leaves, for it was not the season for figs. In response, Jesus said to it, let no one eat fruit from you ever again. We pause. Every time I've read this scripture, most times I read this scripture, I worry this just looks like Jesus taking offense at a poor fig tree. I say to him, you know, <laughs> you, the scripture says it there, for it was not the season for figs. So I'm like, so what could the fig tree do? <laughs> I'm not responsible for your hunger. You've been preaching hard, healing people, now you're hungry. And you're taking it out on me. But it seems, and if you understand Jesus at how, it seems that there was always a divine calendar. And so that Jesus will get to a particular place. He would tell his disciples, we're going to have supper in X and Y. Go and tell them. And they would get there and arrangements have been made. He would say to them, go to a particular place. Find a donkey. Losing it and bring it. If they ask you, why you're doing them, tell them that the master has need of it. So there was a, as a timetable beyond just that which people could see on the outside. And it's as if Jesus is having a conversation with that fig tree. But on the other hand, the fig tree has one time, it's the season for bearing fruit. But there's a divine timing. How we understand times and seasons determine how we act, how we think, how we plan, how we even accommodate possibilities. The Bible would say in 1 Corinthians 12, 1 Chronicles 12, 
about the sons of Issachar who had an understanding of the times and the seasons and knew what Israel ought to do. So today I'm asking you, what time is it? What time is it for you? I saw her. What time is it for me? Maybe there's a thesis that says everyone here is wearing two watches. Everyone here is wearing two watches. There is one watch that we would call Kronos, which is the natural order of things. The one we are all familiar with. For you, that clock starts to tick the day you are born. So one day in Ibadan, it's Ibadan, right? It's young, dark-colored head that shows up in the hospital. Well, he doesn't show up like that. I mean, your mother goes there and, you know, yeah. Okay. Uh, um, and it's like, oh, Debilad is here. And at age one, they expect Debilade to start to, to walk. And I mix this up. By one, you were walking. Okay. By two, you were talking. By three, you were prophesying. Because <laughs> how they raise them in scripture, Pastor. By three, you must be prophesying. Otherwise, they, they send you back. Well, <laughs> well, that's how they raise them in scripture, Pastor. You know? You know, but, but that is the one clock. But what time is it on the other clock? And so the other clock we'll call Kairos. And you would find those words in scripture used to describe times. And theologians and Bible interpreters will tell you that Kairos speaks to an appointed time. An opportune time. A time that is associated with something that God wants to do. A natural time, natural clocks, this one, are easy to read. I, I remember this morning as I was preparing, at some point in our lives, we were taught how to read the clock. Right? I don't know if they teach them anymore because now, you know, just look at this 520. But in those days, you had to get the long hand is here and this, and you had to read all that. But beyond just the reading of that time, we also begin to get different things. At 16, you're expected to be in the university-ish. <laughs> 17, 18, well, that gap. At 21, uh, what do you do at 21 now? First, first job. I thought you said first drink. I was like, wow. <laughs> Okay, so at first, at 20, 21, your first job. <laughs> you, but the people don't chill at all. Okay, well, so, 20, so your early 20s is your first job. We're all spiritual. When's your first boyfriend? <laughs> Where so her grew up at 16, they have their first boyfriend. In some cultures, you have your first drink at a particular age. At 30, <laughs> tell me, what's on the calendar for 30? Come on, guys. Marriage? Okay, marriage for some people at, at, at 30. At 40, sorry? Re retire, what else? Sorry? 
But there's a calendar. And people, different people said different things. Some people say, at 40, I want to retire. And in my mind, I'm like, so what will you do between 40 and the rest of your life? Surely, God, who called you to live 80, 100, said, no, at 40, you retire. But you can retire at 40, fewer people in traffic. But that's all chronos, guys. But what is on the Kairos watch? For us at different times, Jesus shows up at the fig tree and he's expecting something that is not in season. Dealing with Kairos time is like learning to read the time in the spirit. Jesus himself was a huge steward of his times and seasons. You put on some weight. Are you, you working out? Is that a pot belly? You're, you're just walking out. Are you, are you married yet? <laughs> Sorry. I'm, no, I'll come. I'll talk after service. Sorry, guys. <laughs> well, why are you not married? But I know that's Kronos, but I'm saying, <laughs> okay, no, no, but let's, let's, let's hang on. No, 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 no. I'm just going to focus on the message. Hang on. But Jesus, no, 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 hang on, hang on. I'm going to come back to you. Because there's some people who should be married by now. It is, but that's, that's Kronos. But Hang on. No, 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 it's coming. I'll come there. But Jesus was a steward of his seasons. So when you read scripture, you would find Jesus talking everywhere about times and about seasons. John chapter 2, he would tell his mother when she pressures him and says, look, you have to show up. There's no more um, um, VSOP at this wedding. And it wasn't orange juice they were drinking. It was wine. Okay? But, but it's, yeah. But, um, and Jesus says, my time is not yet. And, you know, why are you pressuring me before my time? In John chapter 4, he would speak to the woman at the well, Samaritan woman. And he would say, a time is coming. When those who would worship God will worship him in spirit and in truth, they will not worship on this mouth. And in John chapter 5, he would say, a time is come and is now. Verse 25. It says, when those who are dead will hear the voice of the Son of God, and those who hear it will live again. Jesus was very particular about times and seasons. John chapter 7, a scripture I love so much. They're pressuring him and saying, Jesus, you should show up at the feast. You read verses 4 to 6 in the NIV. Jesus says, and they say to him, no one who wants to become a public figure acts in secret. John 7, verses 4 to 6. No one who wants to become a public figure acts in secret. Since you are doing these things, show yourself to the world. For even his own brothers did not believe in him. And then Jesus said this to them. My time is not yet here. My time has not yet come. But your time is always ready. What time is it, life point? What time is it on the, on the Kairos watch? Because Jesus says to them, your time is always ready. If you're working with your chronos, then every time is okay. The day they said this is trending, then you do it. 
The day they say, this is what we should be doing now, 25, then you do it. The day they so essentially people set the target for you. I have a friend who so desperately wants to get married, but I can't understand why. But it's because she has a mother who says it is time to get married. But what if on the Kairos watch, it is not that time yet? What time is it, guys? There is someone who says, but I can only start a business after I have graduated. But have you looked at the Kairos? Jesus is a young boy, sits in the temple. His mother shows up. What are you doing here? He says, should I not be? He says, should I not be about my father's business? So I'm not even understanding who told you that you needed to be a particular age before God could use you. What time is it? Jesus says, every time is okay for you. He says, but my time has not yet come. One day they said to him, Lazarus, Lazarus is ill. He says, let's wait a bit. What time is it? They say that all winds are favorable for a sheep that is going nowhere. The fig tree says, it is not my season in the natural, but Jesus is expecting fruit from him. Church, there is a divine expectation over our lives. And so you cannot judge your life, my life, simply by the promise. I tell you very quickly how I understand from Scripture how we read the Kairos watch. How we read what time it is that God is saying. Why is this important? I believe that an understanding of Kairos will push you to prophecy like Isaiah. It will push you to unusual faith-filled actions like Noah. It will push you to prayer. You read Luke chapter 2. There's a praying company there that is waiting for the birthing of the Messiah, a gentleman called Simeon, who God has told he will not die until he sees the consolation of Israel. Then there's another lady called Anna. The Bible says she's always in the temple. Luke chapter 2. What is it that you have sensed on the Kairos that is changing the things you pray about? I keep saying to myself, Idris, you cannot only be praying about things that will happen in 2021. That some of us here should be praying for things that God has said is going to happen over a five-year period, over a ten-year period. Why is there so little prophecy sometimes in the church? Because everyone is looking at the chronos. Some of you guys, the only prophetic thing you do is spot betting. That's the only time you use the gifts of the Spirit. You're trying to figure out, you've never won the Portuguese league, but you so believe in your heart that the Lord has told you that Porto will beat one. You don't know their players, and you put your money there. May God deliver you. But an understanding of Kairos. I love Noah. The Bible will say about Noah in Hebrews chapter 11. I think it's verse 7. When you read the message translation. It says, Noah, being divinely warned of God. Moved with fear. Let's read it in the message translation. It says, by faith. Noah built a ship in the middle of dry land. Ah, God. 
It says he was warned about something he couldn't see and acted on what he was told. Our walk with God is not meant to be just based on our understanding of Kronos. I must buy a house before I'm 40. Who told you that? I must buy a car before I'm 25. Why? That you will get to a place where you are not looking for the approval of men. Maybe God doesn't want you to buy a house until you are 50. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe God doesn't want you to marry until you are 35. I'm serious, guys. Follow me. Maybe he doesn't want you to go to Canada yet. Or at all. <laughs> I can see the message has touched you. <laughs> but an understanding of Kairos will push us to prophecy. To unusual faith-filled actions. To prayer. To consecration. And to the will of God. So how do we read the Kairos time? I, I just, just a few points and, and we'll pray. Because for me, I was telling Pastor, I was telling Pastor Vida Lears. Feels so good to say that. I was telling Vida Lears that for me it's important that we pray tonight, this morning. And we'll pray out of First Kings 17 at the end. So a couple of things. To read Kairos. To read this watch. One, the word of God in the human heart prepares us for the work of the Holy Spirit as it directs us about Kairos. One of my favorite scriptures this one is really one of my favorite scriptures. It's in 1 Peter chapter 1 and verse 11. And well, I mean, things, things are a bit different, but when I was in the university uh, a few years ago, you, and you were on campus, you needed to be ready to share at short notice. Okay? Share means, when I say share, it means scripture. Right? So you could go for I saw his birthday party, and you just be there. So they just say, oh, Brother Idris, please share something quickly. There was no notice. There was no all this wokeness. You couldn't say, no, I don't feel like sharing my salvation. No, you shared, right? So one of my go-to scriptures was this one, and this one was like a deep rev for me then. First Peter 1.11. It says, of this, I'll read from verse 10. Of this salvation, the prophets have inquired and searched carefully who prophesied of the grace that will come to you? Searching what? Or what manner of time the Spirit of Christ who was in them was indicating when he testified beforehand the sufferings of Christ and the glories that will follow. The, the Passion Translation would say they probed into the mysteries the word of God in our heart and our interaction with the word of God lays a foundation
foundation for us to understand where the Spirit of God is pointing. A Christian life without the Word is like trying to drive a car without petrol. It's like I have the watch, but there is no battery in it. In Daniel chapter 1, he would say, I, Daniel, understood by the books the number of years specified by the word of the Lord. The word of God gives us a foundation for being led by the Holy Spirit. The word of God in the Christian's heart is the foundation for understanding times and seasons. In fact, I like how Daniel 1 says, he says, after I understood by the books, he says, then I set my face towards the Lord to make requests by prayer and supplication. I was talking with um, an older friend in the week, and he was saying to me, he says, I have to read the Bible for one and a half hours every day. I really like that conversation because you know sometimes God just leads you into those conversations where you leave feeling a bit humble. One and a half hours. Someone's like, that's a long time. But that's just one football match that your team may or may not win. <sighs> so, the intake of God's word, guys, prepares us to be able to understand spiritual timing. In 1 Peter 4, 7, it says, But the end of all things is near. Therefore, be serious and watchful in your prayers. One translation would say to watch and pray. So a Christian will take in the word of God and then pray and watch. Jesus, in the Garden of Gethsemane, will use that phrase to watch and pray. Because prayer guarantees us a supply of lights. While watching enables us get wisdom from the light that prayer generates. Too many Christians pray without watching. And so after a while, they become frustrated. They generate light, but they do not get the wisdom after the light has been generated. So sometimes you meet very spiritual Christians who are very cantankerous. As in their tongues are very deep. A mix of Portuguese, Chinese, and but they're very, they, they get upset quickly. And one of the reasons they get upset is because there's not a lot of fruit in their life. There are other Christians who watch, but don't pray. Those ones are conspiracy theorists. Those ones, they concord prophecies very quickly. Vain and empty words. But the Bible says, I think it's 1 Corinthians, it says, but the natural man does not receive the things of the Spirit. It's because they are foolishness to them. 
Noah builds a ship on dry ground. So the fundamental disciplines, the study of the word, praying and watching, are so key to understanding how to read Kairos times. I tell you guys, your personal prayer and watching is required. It's not optional. It's required for a couple of reasons. One, not all your seasons will be obvious to those who love you. So you cannot rely on those who love you alone. In Matthew 16, Jesus is having a conversation, read from verse 21 to 23, with his disciples, and he tells them about a season that is about to come. The Bible says Peter takes him aside and rebukes him. It says you don't know what you're talking about. You may be the son of God, but what you just described is nonsense. You think we've been doing this ministry for two and a half years for you to go? Go where? Who's going to do it? Were you not here when James and the other guys tried to heal our person that day and made a mess of it? The fishing business, you know where my boat is? Gone. And you want to go. go. You don't have called us. Then you go. The Bible says he rebuked Jesus. <laughs> and Jesus says, get behind me, Satan. That, that is why you need your own personal prayer and watching. Because even those who love you, will not see all your seasons. Paul, when he describes his encounter with Jesus, you read Acts chapter 22, I think verse 9. He says, those around me saw the light. He says, but I was the only one who heard the voice. So they may know something is happening, but there are certain things they cannot hear for you. Sometimes when God is speaking to us and calling us, we will turn to man. The Bible says, he would call Samuel, young man, like he's calling someone today. And that he would go to Eli. And Eli would say, I did not call you. That doesn't take away the place of trusted counsel. Because at some point, Eli will recognize that this was God who was trying to reach this man. The same way I believe that God is trying to speak to someone today. And he would say to him, he says, the next time you get that prompting, he says, would you speak to the Lord and say, speak to me, your servant, he says. But someone, you're wearing those two watches, but the only watch you have on your hand that you've been looking at every day is the Kronos watch. You, you wake up in the morning, you say, God, I'm 31. I'm 31. Oh, my ovaries, my ovaries, my ovaries. Oh, God, God. You open LinkedIn, say, God, see these guys. We went to school together. See, see. Then you go to, to Instagram. Ah. She hasn't even moved to Canada. Then you just go to Twitter. You say, oh, my goodness. See the smart stuff that he or she is saying. And, and then you go to work, and they're promoting someone. And all you are interacting with is the Kronos. But then the Holy Spirit is showing things on the Kairos. And he's saying, what time is it? What time is it? What time is it? But the word of God in your heart, you're praying and watching. You're willing to build a ship in the middle of dry ground. You're willing to say, this is not what Jesus died for. He didn't die just so that we can compete in traffic with the rest of people in this world. 
and then come out and post nice pictures of our wedding. Then have two children, send them to school, grow old. That's not just what it is. What time is it, guys? That you would surround yourself with counselors who are not selfish. That you would find a company of prayers, people who pray, they're called prayers, of prayers and watchers. That iron will sharpen iron. Not just people who will tell you, David, have you seen this uh, silhouette challenge? <laughs> have you done your own? Done what? Done what? We should just take off our clothes in the dark. Children of God that the blood of Jesus was shed for. No! Come on, church. Ah. But they will come and tell you, God said, God told me the other day. After they tell you three times, you go back and you say, hey, what has God told me too? The Bible says, uh, the, the, the cousins meet Elizabeth and Mary and then babies are jumping in the womb. Too many people miss Kairos because they expect everything to happen in a week. There's no allowance for the journey. Everything must happen today. It must happen before December. That's not how God works. That you must get to the place where you are happy, content to be part of something that God is doing that will last 20 years if Christ tarries. That you would stay with God even if others leave. The last thing is faithfulness and obedience. He would say obedience is better than sacrifice. Samuel would say in 1 Samuel chapter 15 and 22, Behold, to obey is better than sacrifice and to heed than the fat of rams. That God will give you small instructions. The Bible says he who is faithful in little will be faithful in much. He would say, leave your father's land, Abraham. And some of you think you read that story and it sounds romantic, but it's not romantic. When God says to leave everything you know and everyone you know and everyone who knows you and go and do something that he's calling you to do. That you would be willing to do things even if everybody your age is not doing them yet. That you would speak about Jesus somewhere even if everybody's not speaking about Jesus yet. That you would take a stand and say this thing is madness. That you will be willing to do things that men do not approve of. That you will be willing to say, yes, Lord, according to your will, let it be done unto me. One of the greatest commandments he's given us as a church, as people, as Christians, as Jesus lovers, is love. It's a huge commandment. So lots of people trying to be spiritual. Say, I'm waiting for God's commandment. God's commandment is there. It's clear. Read First John. It's love. That you would love men from the very depths of your heart. Because seeds of love matter. When God is about to take the gospel into a new arena, into the Gentiles, he looks around. He says there's a gentleman who by prayer and by his seeds, he says he's been sowing love. He says, Cornelius, something is about to happen. Some people are so blinded by unforgiveness and bitterness and competition that they cannot see. It blows the sight of the Kairos watch. What does it say in Hebrews chapter, I think it's Hebrews chapter 13. It says, do not forget to entertain strangers. It says, because so people, some people have entertained angels like that. 
but you are walking on the road, you're frowning at strangers, frowning at people you know. You're, you're, you enter your house, they think you're a terrorist. Smiles are free. That you would go into a shop and pay for someone's stuff. You would do something in small things. Paul says to the Ephesian church in Ephesians chapter 5, he says, be very careful then how you live not as unwise, but as wise, making the most of every opportunity because the days are evil. So we would put the word of God in our heart. We would pray and we would watch. We would pray and we would watch. And then we would obey and we would be faithful. Look, guys, I know every time I was here, I told you that I really wanted a red, a G-Wagon, a black G-Wagon, red leather seats and all. But you know that that is just, um, it was just, it, it is not my purpose. <laughs> Trust me. It's not my purpose. If it, when it comes, great. And I've always prepared that the day it comes, that the next day God says, give it to somebody else, I give it to him straight. So I would, my life will never be determined by the money I have. Or how famous, I, I can tell you that for free. I can tell you that for free. Because I'm not just looking at this watch. I'm looking at this watch. One day, I think we'll get ready to pray. One day, Elijah the prophet, Elijah the prophet senses a Kairos moment. He sends a message to Ahab. He says in 1 Kings 18, he says, For there is the sound of abundance of rain. And so Ahab says, Ahab, go and eat and drink, relax. But he doesn't stop there. The Bible says he goes onto Mount Carmel. And the Bible says he bows down on the ground and puts his face between his knees. And he starts, I believe, to pray. The Bible says that he says to his servant, this is the watching. <laughs> this is the watching. He says to his servant, go up to the sea. And the servant comes back and says, there is nothing. The Bible says, and seven times he says again, go again. And when it came to pass, the Bible says the seventh time that he said to him, there is a cloud as small as a man's hand rising out of the sea. When we pray today, I would ask that you ask God that the sounds of heaven resound in your heart. I would pray, like we read in 1 Peter 1, that you would ask the Holy Spirit that he would show you what time or manner of times he has been indicating. that we would ask God for the grace to watch and to pray. That someone where you only sent the servant to the sea once, 
you will this week resolve he's going again and again and again. But we will run according to the timing of heaven. That we will receive promptings by the Holy Spirit about times and actions. That we will live in obedience, in faithfulness. That when, this is one of the biggest prayers of my life, it's the biggest prayer of my life. That when I show up before God, when I would hear, I don't know what's going to happen to everybody else, whether they're saying everybody's together, but I will hear it. Idris, Ehigie, Belo Osaike, well done, good and faithful servant. That is the definition of blowing in my books. Nothing else compares. Nothing else compares. The Bible says, what does it profit a man if he gains the whole world and loses his soul? All those guys on Instagram will not be there beside you on that. Your followers don't follow you to heaven. Even your parents that are shouting, do this, read this, they will not be there. I will not be there with, I will be there in my own personal capacity. Once we show up on the other side, we can, we can correlate. But before that time, everybody shows up to answer for himself. And we must show up well. I want to say like Paul, I have run my race. I have finished my race. I have fought a good fight. You can't do that just by looking at the chronos. It's not just by looking what time is it to turn up. No, 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 no. <laughs> turn up is fine. But it must be time to pray and to watch. God will help us. So we'll pray out of 1 Kings chapter 18. Do we have a song we can sing, if you guys don't mind? But what time is it, Father? What time is it? Let's just start praying the Holy Spirit where we are. The band will lead us in a song and we'll pray for about five minutes and I'll be out of your faces. Just pray in the Holy Ghost where you are. Pray in the Holy Ghost. You've got times and seasons in your hands. Ah, no wonder someone, no wonder you've been saying my life is not making meaning because the only watch you've been using is the Kronos watch. No wonder you felt depressed because you've been using the Kronos watch. You've been using the Kronos watch. Come on, pray in the Holy Ghost. 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 Noah, you attack in the middle of dry ground. Pray in the Holy Ghost. The one who is not set the they cannot fight the path of fail. No, 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 no. The people who did not set an exam for you cannot mark you pass or fail. 
you not you need to stop living your life for the people who did not send you. Someone needs to say to God today, Lord, fill my heart with the knowledge of your will. Lord, show me by the Holy Spirit what time it is now. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, Lord, fill my heart with divine agenda. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, Moses, God is calling you today. He says, I have not finished with you. He says, I have not even started with you. Come on. There's someone who's 33 here. God says, I have not even started with you yet. I have not started with you yet. Someone has been battling, silent talk. God says we are going nowhere yet. If you will take this minute to forget about everybody else, everybody else, this minute I forget about everybody else. If the truth to be told, too many of us are living for people who don't really care. Lord, what would you have me do? Lord, what time is it? The sound of abundance of rain. That man, he says he was a man of like passion. So would you, would you dare to pray to God in the next one minute and say, Lord, what time is it? What kind is it? What is my Kairos watch saying? Ah, Lepokanda Makada. Hey, Mandaragada. What opportunity stands before me? What opportunity stands before me? What opportunity have you brought before me? Hey, Makalebo Ragada. It might not be popular. It might not be popular. It might not be trending. But obedience is better than sacrifice. Hey, Kalamakarebaga. I don't know who is willing to try to trust the one who made the whole universe, the one who has never failed, the one who doesn't lose a battle, the one who commands, who is the God of angel armies. I don't know who is willing to stand before him and ask him. He says, you created me, not my father, not my mother. You created me, not the Nigerian government. You created me, not the American government. You created me, not my friends, not my uncles. I don't know who it is who is giving up hope concerning their life. I don't know who is this who is giving up hope concerning their lives. But we do not answer to men. No man can call you a failure. It's impossible. They lie. They lie. They lie. No man. 
no thought, no demon can call you a failure. They lie. There's a prophecy coming to you. It will take a minute. It's coming to you about yourself. There's a prophecy. There's a word coming to you. No one that Paul says we look not at the things which are seen because they are temporal, but we look at the things which are eternal. He says, because those things remain forever. Hey! There's a prophecy coming to you. There is a sound of abundance of rain, but it's not heard with human ears. There's a prophecy coming to you. There's a word coming to you. There's a picture coming to you. Ah, there's a memory God is reminding you of. Hallelujah. Come on, Santa Ramos. Thank you for listening to a message from the LifePoint Church. To download more free messages, please visit www.soundcloud.com forward slash LifePointNG.